Hi, I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. And things, but not stuff this time. Oh, not stuff. I'm just being silly. Don't listen to me. Oh my god, I keep watching these silly YouTube shorts, and there's this one girl that she does, um... I think they're, I think they're making fun of the Kardashian show, but I can't tell if she's like doing it as an homage or if she's actually making, I'm pretty sure she's making fun of them. It's hilarious. I love them. And I don't remember, I don't know what their names are. I don't really pay attention to the Kardashians, so I have no idea what their names are. But one of the sisters that she's like emulating, she'll be like, no, not blah. And I like anytime the idea or sentence of not dot 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 comes up i hear that voice with that image in my head yeah okay <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain it's hilarious if you've seen it though yeah there's some visual memes out there that are a little more difficult to do via audio but you know i get it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um what's 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 this what's this episode gonna be about Welcome back to the show where we talk about stuff. Um, you said know. not stuff. We're not talking about stuff. Yeah, I changed you my mind sometimes. You said so. Mm -hmm, I did. Oh, no, not stuff. <laughs> See, it's funny. You just, uh, I need to, I I need to show you the things. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I potentially am going to talk about, um, uh, a little bit like about my realization from the i don't know if i want to call it a confrontation but the conversation that we had recently mm. about where i'm at with my mental health and stuff like that mm. um being really vulnerable but i don't know how much i want to talk about it. so i mean i'm bringing it up so i'm definitely going to talk about it at least a little bit but i don't know how much depth i want to get into yeah, that's and, fair. And I don't, I don't want to share that for you because that feels like more your journey than mine. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, I guess I'll just jump into that and we'll go from where we go, right? All right. Unless you had another, did you have a topic you wanted to talk about? I mean, I have topics I can talk about. Nothing that I have to. So let's let's just start with you. We always start with me. Let's start with you this time. Not always, but okay. Um. Gosh, where to start? What elements to talk about? Um, my loving family um, addressed me about some, let's say, very clear and apparent indicators of a lack of self-care and self-health and self-love. And kind of through their caring um, addressing of the situation kind of really showed me that uh, while I'm not diagnosed at this particular moment, it is probably likely that I could very easily be diagnosed with clinical depression. And through some introspection after the fact and thinking about my life and where I've been, that... Um, seems pretty obvious that I've at least had elements of that for decades. Yeah. Um, feel Can free to confirm. comment as you wish. Yeah. 
<laughs> Feel free to comment as you wish. Um, and maybe, because I've had this uh, perception for a long time now that the the self-hatred demon that lives in my mind and uh, tells me that the things that I do aren't good enough or tells me that the good things I do don't outweigh the bad um, or that tells me that maybe I don't deserve to take a shower or brush my teeth today. Like, maybe that's not some supernatural uh, thing that I conjured to cope with how I live and how I have been living and what I've been living like with, I guess I could say. And maybe it is an experience that many people have. Yes, mm -hmm. I've certainly like, you know, created a, a demon, a cartoon demon out of it. Yes. But the experience that I'm experiencing, it um, might be a little more, more common than I thought. Yeah. And um, uh, and I, I don't know yet that I can say that it's brought me like comfort to know that or whatever. Um, and I'm still, I mean, this was two days ago that this confrontation happened. So I've only had like two days of introspection. And of course, I like work a job and entertain myself with shit. So it's not the entirety of those two days. But um, I am not as panicked and frantic as I was pre-conversation. Which could be, you know, the elements of addressing parts of who I am with my family that I've been hiding from them out of desire not to hurt them with it or even hiding from myself in certain regards. I find um, it a little bit funny that you you think that you were hiding all of these things from us when like the whole point of the conversation I think was that you're not hiding anything and we see it all and we just haven't felt comfortable saying anything because of reasons. And, like, I don't know, from my perspective, a lot of that conversation was, like, you being uncomfortable with being seen, but that's what you want is to be seen. So, like, now in retrospect, you're like, yeah, actually, that wasn't so bad because I was seen because it was something I want, but it's not something you're used to. No. Like you're, not, and you're not used to being seen. I have some very, I think, uh, incorrect ideas about being seen, honestly, that I'm trying to work out. Um and it's because of that that it that I'm 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 thinking about it because like I for years now have wanted one or more people to be interested in like wh what I see out of the world and how I see the world. I mean it's a pretty narcissistic or at least selfish like I think commonly human thing to Yeah, I think it's pretty want normal. people want people to be like interested in what you're into and whatever, right? Right. Um, and you have uh, put forth a lot of effort to to put put your interest to be interested in, in some of the things that I'm interested in, but of course that takes time, and you're working a lot, so like you can't do it constantly. You can't be into all the things. There's there's very little 
that you've been able to interest yourself in Rocket League. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really I'm not really big on Rocket League specifically, so But you've totally sat there for an hour or more a couple of times and listened to me talk specifically about Rocket League and statistics and Yeah, because you, it's you something that you're experience. interested in. Right, exactly. And it's been delightful. Um but when the people I loved look at my like my health and how I treat myself um and that was the part that I guess I should say you all took interest in and wanted to address that because it was by far the most important thing to address because it impacts my health it, it impacts my longevity so you know it, it was something that I didn't expect and also I kind of had to deal with the um the feelings of trying to differentiate it from like my parents giving me crap as a kid you know about what do you mean giving you doing, crap doing things correctly or or being healthy or taking care of myself or my environment like that's the only experience i had of anybody else taking interest in how i treated myself or my environment before yeah but you you describe it as giving you crap instead of like monitoring it or or helping to guide you so i'm just wondering why what like where where does that term come from for you my my concept of what it was from my from my par from my parents was it seemed more in the um like your lack of cleanliness in this regard is affecting me in some way and so please stop affecting me in this way oh. and so it didn't have as much to do with me as it did with them from my perspective and i could be wrong i'm sure that they loved me dearly but yeah um, no but I, we're not talking about what is or like what's factually true right, the, but, but the feelings yeah the feeling of, of it and from your perspective you felt like when they talked about your health or things that were objectively good for you or you know good for you to focus on it seemed like they were taking a selfish tactic with it of how your inaction affected them yeah right? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yes and so like there was a bit of dissonance during the conversation of course this conversation isn't quite as pleasant as i'm making it out to be there was obviously conflict that happened because yeah uh, the conversation human... was really hard for all of us any any conflict i'm sorry any like pointing at something that is uncomfortable or that you're uh self-conscious about is gonna you a human is gonna respond in a relatively defensive position you all handled my defensiveness very well i appreciate that greatly i don't feel and, like i did but thank you <laughs> well hindsight makes it feel like you did well if that sure. helps okay that's fantastic um and i um i treasure the feeling of not feeling as frantic what i say i think i got a little bit of catharsis out of the experience that may be expressing because like i know i said hiding do you from have your and phone you all... like near your oh, i have mine near near the thing too i don't I'm know sure. if we've done with the phones 
so I heard, I think, a little bit of static earlier, and uh, I think you were talking or something, and I didn't think to say it at the time. And so I turned my phone to silent and airplane mode then, and it stopped immediately as soon as it turned on to airplane mode. Oh, wow. That's neat. Okay. So maybe you going all digital on me is my phone not being set up right. Maybe that's what the problem was. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. It's okay. It's like, ah, things happening. Yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I know you were talking about the thing that happened, like our our, our sort yeah, of yeah, intervention yeah. a couple of days ago. But yeah, I got distracted too. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm just riffing about my feelings here. You know. There's... Yeah eking out a slight bit more potential catharsis out of talking about it. Um, yeah, I was saying well, I... that the, con the, the conversation was, was certainly had some conflict in it and humans are defensive by nature and stuff like that. I'm getting the impression that you, you were kind of viewing the world the same kind of way that an Instagram person, a person like posting so to social, Insta social media, Instagram stuff, how they want people to see them like you you seemed to want people to only see the things that you were interested in and not the things that you were ignoring like you didn't post the the you know you didn't tell people quote unquote post in conversation how how well you were doing with self self-care or your mental health or anything you weren't telling anybody that so why were they bringing it up right not not exactly. I understand what you're saying, and there's an element, certainly, I guess I can say, but it it I wasn't when I I wasn't trying to necessarily like hide it from you. I was fully aware that like we can sense each other's moods pretty easily in the in this household. It, it was that talking about it negative from my perspective negatively impacted all of you and that even though it wouldn't be the same in reverse that me coming to you and being like i'm really not doing well in whatever regard and i'm struggling to uh take care of basic hygiene like it it, it seemed like it would be heavy like it would be something that but you needed didn't... to solve or be a part of, and I I just couldn't bear the thought of trying to place that responsibility on anyone else, but it has changed in my perception now. And so and and you didn't feel like we noticed and that, that had the same effect as talking to us or you know, the same negative impact that you were worried about? I the the, the speaking specifically would have a heavier impact heavier than, impact than, than being aware of it and seeing it yes but i'm hoping that you understand that that's actually reversed the silence is so much heavier like i think there's also tremendously an i think there's also an element of um i i, I appreciate that information that the silence is infinitely heavier Thank you very much for saying that directly. That helps. Um, but I think that there was a selfish aspect of it in that 
I didn't really believe that maybe I didn't believe that it could change or maybe that I didn't think that talking about it with you all that it would uh, have as much weight to be able to benefit me as it would to hurt you to hear the words coming out of my mouth. I wonder how much of that comes from being raised uh, a male. Because I, I know that that males have a tendency to feel like if they say something that they're they're just complaining or they're they're bringing down the people around them or they're saying things that you know don't need to be said or you know there's all all sorts of different ways of saying essentially what sounds like the same thing to me and that is that you're not allowed to to tell people how you really feel yeah basically especially if it's negative especially if it's weak in any way right um and i don't like living <laughs> Like, trying to live by the gender stereotypes of masculinity, really, at all. I kind of um, despise and abhor them, to be honest. Um, but, no, yeah, but I think that there you're absolutely still... are th certain things that affect me underneath underneath the surface. Yeah, I, I think that there's still things that, even though you don't realize that they're affecting you or that you're living by them, that they, they it's still got in there, you know? Yeah. This, this might be one of them. Even if I, even when and if I realize that it, it doesn't change it necessarily. Like, it's no, still you have to be do a that feeling consciously. That's that's not something that, like, once you've been programmed as a as a young child, like you have to, as an adult, really go in there and pick it apart piece by piece, painstakingly. But it can change. It it can change. Right it's on. just hard. Sure. Um, and so my therapy journey continues. I'm considering giving up on the current prospect that I was working with. I know you've told me multiple times not to just do one at a time, um, but I think that it's very quickly becoming time to try a number two. I don't know and, what number one was. Well, I'm not going to say the name out loud, but the text message conversation that I've read to you. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oops. Seemed very promising. And if that connection comes back up, I will be interested. But it may be falling off. And that's okay. It happens. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> worn from... Have you reached the end much. of talking about yourself? Just, just even that much. I feel like I barely touched the surface, but like. No, um... yeah, that's how it goes, man. I, I feel, I, I know I talk about myself a lot, and I have over the years, but like. It didn't start that way, and <laughs> and and there's still things like doing the EMDR where I'm like, you know, reaching a limit. I've reached, I reach normal people limits now, like with the EMDR thing. Um, I had to cancel this week's session for unrelated reasons, but the week before that, I, I went into the session, but we didn't, we weren't able to do EMDR because I had only had like a day of not feeling clinically depressed and I was like, I need some time. And it feels weird for me to be like, I need time before I deep dive again. Yeah. That's <clears throat> Cause that's not something I'm used to. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
but fine. yeah, I, 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 I get it. it. You know, you can only talk about the stuff deep inside of you so much before it's like, mm, I'm uncomfortable. I need to shore this up again and, and kind of heal a little bit. And like it, it takes a lot. I can talk about some stuff that's pretty deep now, but that's only because of talking about it for decades. Right. Like, I'm sure if, if we could go back, if we had ever recorded any of the stuff that you and I talked about, you know, like a decade and a half ago, it wouldn't sound nearly as deep and profound as the stuff that we talk about today. It's only because it's only because of time. It's only because <clears throat> like there's people that I hear on YouTube that are in their 30s that are, you know, coming up with the realizations that you and I had over a decade ago. I know. And like they're all blown away by it. And I don't. I don't begrudge them that like it was blowing. It blew us away when it happened to us. Yeah. Too, you know, yeah. like just because it's something that is in our past, it's going to seem less impactful and less deep and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, but what, I, I what I'm saying is. is what I'm saying is during those conversations, we didn't really go deep diving into you and your psyche. We did go deep diving in my psyche. Yes, we and did. so over time of doing that, the, I, the, the depth that I was able to get to, back then is not the same as the depth I can get to now. I agree. I understand. I had to come up for air a lot more. I had to be like, okay, I'm done talking about me now. Let's talk about something completely unrelated or, you know, let's talk about the universe in general or, you mm -hmm. know, let's talk about this video game. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I think that's pretty normal, especially for, you know, people like you that maybe haven't, paid a whole lot of attention to themselves yeah. all that much for for a long period of time mm -hmm. um, i agree i feel like there should be something that i can talk about me but like i don't know all the stuff well okay so i started um reading this book called feel good productivity and i wrote oh, yeah. I wrote an article about part of it on Substack, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be kind of saying a synopsis, like a summary of what I'm learning from it. But I'm like stuck on on the second article. Oh yeah. Yeah. First one was really good. I like that article. Thank you. And you know, after I read the first like two chapters of that book, I I output. Let's see, since Thursday of last week, so it's been about a week since since last week, I have written nine chapters and or articles. Heck yeah. Um, there's there's still, there's four chapters, five, five chapters of a book that I'm currently writing for a different account. Um, it's an erotic romance. Yay. Um, I have two articles that still have yet to be released. I'm trying to work with um, different publications to find out where the best place to put those are. But I'm really struggling to write this one article and I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. I know it. I know I'm doing something wrong. I'm, and I don't okay. know what, I don't know what I'm doing wrong with it. So you remember it feels last... forced. You remember last week when I said, go slow, it's January? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do remember that? Okay, I do. Cool. Uh-huh. I didn't do this on purpose. Of course you didn't do it on purpose. I no, didn't no, no, do no. it. You just, didn't do it anything wrong. It just came from me. It came, you... like, I was just so happy to do each and every one. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it dozens of times. And, and now it's, here's, it's here's what I'm trying to, like, plan to do. And it's like, mm, I don't want to do it. Right. And that is what I'm trying to say, is that, like, especially during these, like, cold, slow months... Um, if you have bursts of creativity and you don't even realize that you put in an enormous amount of work into doing some stuff, like that's fine. What, what are you going to do about that? You can't go back in the past. But when it was you so have... much fun to do. I'm I'm just like reaping the benefits from from that experience. Right, but then your 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 rational, logical mind starts to look at what you've done and starts to plan out what would happen next logically. But your passion and your muse isn't on that yet, or maybe ever will be even, you know? But, and honestly, maybe that maybe this is maybe this is the conversation that I need to put into the article because like I, I started it off with the idea that like I don't know that I can do reasonable goals. Because like it'd be totally reasonable for somebody to look at this past week and be like, you wrote like definitely over 10,000 words this past week. Why can't you write a short 1,000 word article that just continues the series of explaining this book? That sounds reasonable, right? Sure. And it does. It sounds really reasonable. It sounds super obvious that I should be capable of it, but that's not how my brain works. Right. There's a ton of neurodivergent people out there that would uh, be like, no, that doesn't sound reasonable. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Right, because because they have understood the things that I'm still trying to come to grips with in my own brain. And that is that what sounds reasonable from a computer standpoint where you think, you know, you could get a computer to do this and then you could get a computer to do that because those, that's how computers work. When you apply it to a human being, it doesn't always compute. Because we exactly. are not computers. We do not, we have different rules. That That's why psychology is a soft science because we are, we're built insane. <laughs> we have, sure. we have things about our psyche that cannot be accounted for in a linear, you know, logical sort of conclusion. And you can, like, I am really interested in the things that I'm really interested in, but sometimes I'm not interested in anything. And it's not that, like, it's not, I'm, I'm not depressed. I'm not like not interested in those things. I'm just not interested in them right now because I'm just chilling. Right. I, I don't know how to explain it. My brain does this, does this pattern thing where like it gets super hyped up about certain things and then I'm like super hyper productive in a short span of time. And then suddenly the energy has gone. And okay. sometimes when I just let myself let it, let it all go, I realize I'm not depressed because I didn't like try to, when I try to like hone in, like if I really tried to like force myself to write this article, I might actually get depressed, which makes it longer to the next spike. Yeah. Because I'm spending all of this energy I don't really have 
on something that's not really all that important and definitely not that interesting to me. Um, and then I'll end up actually depressed. But if I don't do that, which I haven't, I, I tried a little bit and I was like, mm, this just isn't feeling right. So I went back to playing a game and I was like, gotcha. you know, I'm not, I'm not depressed. I just don't really care about doing things right now. I'm just like, meh, I'm tired. I'm like brain tired. Yeah. Makes sense. You put in a lot of work recently. Right. And it's a good kind of tired. It's kind of, it's the kind of tired like you get like normal people get after having a day of good productivity. But this is like a different kind of tired because I'm not it's not at the end of the day. Like sometimes I'll wake up and I will have this this tiredness and it's not like I need to go back to sleep because it's not physical that I'm well, maybe it is a kind of physical. I'm sure I'm depleted. Of something right but, but sleeping yeah. isn't necessarily going to fix it it's just a time thing i just you know need to go through my day and do my things maybe do some exercise that sometimes maybe. helps maybe some meditation maybe maybe, maybe just some fucking rim world <laughs> right i mean i've been i've been i've been playing um honey i joined a cult that sounds adorable <laughs> It is, and I'm really sad because I found out last night that it's a dead game. What? The uh, the, the publishers and, and game designers on it, they just kind of stopped. It's an early access game that is never going to be finished because they don't care about it. Mm, and that's really never sad. Never Anything well, is possible. Okay, I guess that's true. They could pick it back up, but there's nobody working on it right now. I am looking very forward to the 2050s where like the huge boon, uh, the, the huge, uh, what am I, like a wave of people get nostalgic for what they consider to be retro games and there's going to be unfinished early access games from the 2010s and early 2020s and they're going to remake them or continue making them. It's going to be the, exciting. The problem with that, which it may happen in, in some ways. But the problem with that happening in the big boom that I think you're hoping for is that um, copyrights are 75 years now. So, like, the only way that that can happen is either A, if the original publishers and everything relinquish the rights to those games. They're going to be purchased. To, to be open source. Or B, if they're purchased. Yeah, the, the people are going to... These collectors that want to remake old abandoned early access games are going to buy the rights at pretty cheap they're going to the, the, the ones that own the rights are going to be like oh i can make some money but they're not going to be nearly worth what the collectors well, are here's, willing to pay. here's here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm thinking about you remember wonder king i do you remember Wonder very king? much remember wonder i king. followed the person that was um trying really hard really hard to get the rights to remake wonder king not for profit, but because it's a, it was an objectively amazing game and they just couldn't make enough money to continue justifying working on it. Mm. In order for them to get the rights to the code and, and, and all the resources and everything, they worked tirelessly for like four years and still were in the middle of like legal entanglements trying to get those, the, the rights to doing that. So, I'm just saying I don't know how easily those people are going to let go of the rights. Yeah, even yeah, though they, 
they may not want to do anything, any development on it themselves, but they don't want anybody else to do so either. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. That's why I gave it a few decades so that, you know, <laughs> we can get through the the yeah, revamp you... and revolution of capitalism where capitalism becomes much softer. Do you, do you think do you think that in 2050 do you think that they might have a Wonder King? Yeah. Oh my I god, one, I want that I to Wonder be true. King, I bet Wonder King is one of the like pioneers that happens in the late 2040s that starts the movement. It needs to happen. Bring back Wonder King. Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about, but seriously guys, you don't know what you're missing. Okay, it so it's amazing. Yeah. Tam and I really liked it. There's a lot of people, anybody that, there's a, I'm going to say that probably the majority of people that remember Wonder King are going to say that it was, you know, like a ripoff of Maple Story, which it probably is. It was extent, so much better than Maple Story. it was superior to Maple Story for us. We really enjoyed it a lot. We thought it was, uh, we thought it had great controls and everything like that. I thought the whole thing. Really it had good, voice it actors. Great. So I, you actually yeah. cared about the story, unlike Maple Story, where nobody who cares who reads those. Maple Does anybody actually read the stories? Now. Maple Story has tons of voice acting now. Oh, okay, maybe now, but they didn't. Yeah, back not then. at the time. Yeah, we 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 hit the Maple Story train way way. We get, we remember when the Cygnus Knights were introduced. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know Maple Story lore, um, so like you know, but Wonder King was superior in our opinion, and we would love to see it uh, return. But it was a Maple Story like, and if you don't I'm know still, what Maple Story is, I'm still invested in the story of Wonder King. I don't remember any of it anymore. Um, but I don't remember just... a lot of it either. But I remember being very invested in it and wanting to make the world a better place. And then they were all like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't exist." No warning. Just one day tried to log in, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not gonna happen." Just for a little bit more context, if you don't know what either of these games are, they're, they're online, uh, multi, massive multiplayer online games. Uh, just basically like 2D side scrollers, um, where you pick up loot from killed enemies and you do complete quests from people in towns. Yeah, and I, I, I don't. I'm very sad about it, but I, I don't feel comfortable playing Maple Story anymore. Now that I know that the entire corporation of Nexon basically exists on whales. Yeah. Which are, if our listeners don't know what whales are. Whales are the few players in a free MMO that have a lot of money that pay for all of the things. They spend the majority of the money that these games make. Like, they're spending 90% of the money that these games are making. And it is predatory on people who are addicted to games. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Don't like that at all. Yeah, the, the pay-to-win pay to play or sorry pay to win model is 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 pretty pretty gross at this point and most of those game companies have like psychologists and psychiatrists on no, psychologists on staff to help them learn how to make their game as addicting as possible and it's pretty gross when you look into it yeah i don't know if if wonder king was that way but i know that the person that was going to remake it was they 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 didn't seem to want that kind of model they wanted to keep it because i i vaguely remember wonder king having like um things that you could buy t that were just the look of it they weren't yeah. like like maple story had like you know four times 
experience for an hour kind of stuff that you could buy, Wonder King was like, nah, 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 nah. We don't want it to affect the gameplay. We just want it to be people who want to support us. And I'm like, okay, well that I can understand. It's right. still, it's still kind of predatory in a way. And I understand that I've read stuff about it, but at the same time, it doesn't prey on people, on people in the same way. It's not like you can't progress quicker unless you do this and then throwing obstacles in so that it's so slow that it's like prohibitive to playing the game. Yeah, actually, like I'm a fan of autonomy. And so like I want people to have the ability to play games that they're addicted to. This is going to sound bad. I'm going <laughs> to get there, though. Like, because I want people to have that autonomy to be able to make their own choices and what they want to do in their life. But I think that we can make games with a little bit more compassion and understanding. Like, for instance, if you're going to make a game that has a cash shop that you can buy uh, cosmetic accessories or even gameplay buffs, wh why have we never considered putting a limit on how much you can spend in a day or a week or a month or a year? Make it because that's can't... where they get their and... money. Yeah, but make it... if you. It, the first, the very first game company that imposes a an upper limit on how much you are allowed to spend on their game in a certain amount of time will immediately gain goodwill with the masses. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, but they, they won't have the uh, revenue to be able to advertise. Just wait. Just watch. Because they think they won't have the revenue to do that, but they will be wrong. Okay. <laughs> you because could be wrong. I think the gamers are gonna I think the gamers are gonna step up and support that. I think the gamers are gonna show that I being, think being I think gamers are still right now in a competitive state where they don't care about each other as much yet. But they're working on it. Like they're the, the, the there are communities that are forming where gamers are starting to care about other gamers more. I think, you know, maybe by the middle of the 2030s, maybe we'll have an online gaming community at large that actually cares about each other and their well-being and their mental health in that, in the way that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, most of the stuff I see is probably a little further out than I expect. Yeah, and it might be further out than I expect. I don't know. I don't know how long this stuff is going to take. Yeah. It's so hard to know. Like, I can see... These are the places where we could evolve as a, as a species, but are we going to, or is there going to be something that happens? Like, who saw COVID coming? You know that that mm. threw a wrench in some things where we were we were getting, you know, more and more involved in one path, but less evolved in another, and and the whole COVID thing like came in and was like, hey, everything online. Let's just develop that. And now everybody's like, after the fact, it's all like, oh, we don't want to do online working. We don't want to do online schooling. They're like trying to retroactively go back to the quote unquote good old days when people showed up to classrooms. And it's like, were those the good old days? Like, if you prefer a classroom, I, I, I will fight for your right to have a classroom experience. But if you preferred the online version, if that worked better for you, I will also fight for your right to do that. Right. Exactly. Having options available. And I don't understand why it's always this either or business. 
Uh, are you hearing me okay? No, you're doing the, the thing again. Yeah, we might want to just kind of vamp for a second and let that clear up. Oh, I hear you fine now. Oh, good. I'm starting to hear you fine, too. Cool. Vamping over. Yeah, I don't know why it happens. Just every once in a while, it seems to to do that. Yeah, it's just nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. We'll, we'll just have to ask our IT guy. Maybe. See if there's something that we could do about that. I, I guess. You guess? Well, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, that's true, but that doesn't mean that we should just accept everything as it is and not try to be better. You and I are the duality of man. No, no. All people want to make things better, make themselves better, make what they make better, make the things around them better, at least for them. That's just a human thing. You are the outlier on that one. You think so? You I think do there's not think a lot of, so. You think, think there's not a lot of people in my camp on this one? No, because accepting things the way they are is so difficult to do. It's literally the tenant of an entire religion. And if it was <laughs> easy to do, they wouldn't have made it a religious doctrine. Wait, which religion? Are you talking about Buddhism or something yeah. else? Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. Thank you. That's the, <laughs> the highest compliment I could have ever been given because I haven't studied <laughs> Buddhism at all yet. Um, <laughs> I just slightly here and there. But yeah, but yeah. Buddhism's whole thing is, you know, everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. Appreciate what is going on right here and now because it's not going to be there. And accept things the way they are because they will all change. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Why doesn't everybody? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I've been living for so long. Yeah, you were, you were just born this way. But, you know, how much of that is the clinical depression? Uh, how much? I guess, I guess we'll find out. I guess right? we will. I'll just become like some sort of rabid fucking Christian after I... No, you're not going to become a Christian. But I, I will say, if it becomes difficult for you to appreciate the moment and to accept things as they are i guarantee you there is a buddhist temple nearby you can just become full-blown buddhist and they will continue helping you to maintain that part of yourself without the depression it's probably true it's probably true i mean that there is a buddhist uh, temple nearby but i bet we could find one if we looked and that they would help you mm-hmm uh-huh so on that note, feeling? do you want to, do you want to end the, uh, the episode? Oh yeah. I think that we can probably go ahead and call it here. I have no idea how long it's been. I feel like I this is know. a pretty long one. It feels long, but then again, I, I haven't been paying that much attention, so I don't know. Maybe we'll yeah, see. Maybe. Right on. Well, thank you for coming along with us, dear listener. And, um, possibly even viewer now and um we appreciate your presence and your time and i'm eternally mortal and i hope you find smiles this day and i'm the accidental monster you can find us both on medium.com and follow yourself always <laughs>